Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. And welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And you're listening to Real Presence Live this morning. I am so excited. Emily Leadham is back in the hot seat. Hi, friends. We miss you. I miss you. This I don't. Is... I don't like the fact that you only go on Chris's show and not mine. Well, I'm kind of She's jealous. on your show. What are you talking about? <sighs> yeah, but she was on yours first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the last live drive, I did bring back the song, guys. Nice. Eight six seven five three zero nine. I think that's my greatest contribution to Catholic radio. <laughs> It was mine. It was not. R- r- play the tape, okay. folks. It was so my idea. I don't mean to get. I don't mean to oh, get no. feisty. It was and my I'm idea. Like all about humility. Oh, I'm ready to get feisty. Sure. No. Okay. All right. No, all right. It was not. Time out, children. <laughs> Unbelievable. Baby, the f- another baby, the family. It's always about you guys. It's always it my idea. This is why she doesn't come on my show anymore. Yeah, one hundred percent. This is good radio right now. Yeah. We're passion. We're. Our- we're, we're, we're into it. This is, a, this is good radio. Chris and Emily fighting. Exactly. <laughs> hey, Chris. Okay. Good to see you. Good to see you, too, Emily. You have a nice weekend? Absolutely. <laughs> Guys, I said this at the beginning. I could have lived oh. in this weekend forever. Yeah. This past week. Oh, you love the storms? and the- Well, just, <laughs> just the time. I mean, we just had the best What did weekend. you guys do? We planted our garden. So you were in t- You stayed home. We stayed home, yeah, we stayed home, and it was kind of that perfect, like, because the weather was so up and down, you couldn't really, you know, you just couldn't really do much anyways, so it was just this perfect combination of playing outside and then buttoning down the hatches and then going back outside um yeah yeah the the storm wasn't the it wasn't the ideal but just the time with family like it was just such a beautiful beautiful reset and Mm -hmm. yeah that first Mm -hmm. day back yesterday after a three-day weekend (laughs) oh my gosh came in hot it was it was pretty like (laughs) it was brutal uh, it was coming in hot yeah Uh, memorial day is always sort of the the um traditional start to the summer season yeah so yeah people relaxing doing things like yeah. that going on vacations we we're just talking about that a little bit before the break actually about mm-hmm. ice cream and movies and <laughs> yeah books. and then i just think the spirit of memorial day too just has this really beautiful i mean it's an opportunity to reflect it's an opportunity to ponder you know just gratitude for for the people who have served yep. and all of those kinds of things. So just, it feels rightly ordered yep. in that way yep. too. You know, it's not it just right like and a, just, yeah, it is right <laughs> and just. it's not just like off and we're off and we're not, you know, yep. paying attention or whatever. But I think that because of just the spirit of Memorial day, it really invites us into to leisure. Well, yeah. Right. Yep. Well, before we get too far, <laughs> Emily, for the listeners that aren't familiar with you, can you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. But so I um, have the great honor of serving as the executive director of the Lourdes Center, um, newly renamed just in the last couple of months, formerly Catholic Family Services. Um, we are really an agency, a ministry of the Diocese of Sioux Falls committed to support the human flourishing of the people within the diocese. And we do that through um, one-on-one counseling services, uh, programs, retreats, camps, that kind of thing, but really centrally focused on on human formation and and often focused on healing mm-hmm. and what it means to be well. Can you actually, can you, I, I know that 
we have a topic we want to talk about, but you know that I was really intrigued by a series that you did here in the spring that you guys wrapped up a couple of weeks oh, ago. Oh, God, who knocks? Yeah. Can, yeah. You, can you just, because I, I, for me, that speaks, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong here, but to me, that speaks a lot to what the mission of the yeah, Lord's Center is Yeah, it's like the heart of the Lord's Center. So what yeah. was, what was uh, is a uh, or the? A God. A God who a knocks. A God who knocks. Although maybe the would be more appropriate, well, <laughs> actually. <laughs> That's good branding. He wasn't support. on the committee. Thank you, Thank you Chris. Uh, um, Theologian here, I'll bill you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yes, yeah, so A God Who Knocks was, it was actually a six-week series. Uh, we met with a, a group of people that signed up over the course of six weeks for about an hour and a half each week. Um, and we really walked them through a curriculum around... Um, healing of the whole person and what healing looks like. And Mm. so we talked about um, shame, forgiveness, emotional wounds, the ways that our bodies carry our emotional wounds, um, and then really leading to... I loved the culmination. It really led to uh, a class called the glorified wound. Mm. Um, And in that, we really looked at the Caravaggio painting of Jesus's Jesus's pierced side and doubting Thomas. Um, What is the actual name? The incredulity. The incredulity. I had to Google. I had to Google define what incredulity (laughs) meant a couple years ago. but where where Thomas is is reaching into Jesus's side and Jesus is pulling his hand in, you know, like there's mm-hmm, almost mm-hmm. everybody looks at it that it kind of sees that movement where Jesus is saying, "Come and come and see." Um, and so we culminated in this reflection around uh, Jesus really paves the way, shows us how to do this, that we don't need to fear allowing him to come and touch our wounds because he says, I'll do it first here. Touch my wounds, touch my wounds. Um, and so just, yeah, it was kind of this, this experience where we really worked on undoing, um, (coughs) some of the shame, the, the lies that all of us believe about various things in our lives. And, um, yeah. And, and again, at the service of, of healing. And so we kind of illustrated, I think for people, the process of healing, not expecting that. Okay. After six weeks, it's done, right? right? Like oftentimes right. it's it's a process that the Lord wants to continue to work in us. And it's like a layer of onion, you know, like yeah. one layer back, one layer back and, and dive deeper and dive deeper. But the deeper that we dive, the greater freedom we find, which yeah. is the great, you know, paradox of, of healing. And it can often be painful and extraordinarily restorative. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it was really powerful. Why was it called A God Who Knocks? We took it from um, Mother Teresa's um, I Thirst Meditation, where she's where Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. Um, and then um, kind of... Uh, also, gosh, Bishop Barron was just talking about this. Um, there is a, what am I thinking of? It's, oh, it's the C.S. Lewis quote around, um, okay, help me out, Chris. We've totally talked about this before. <laughs> He's looking at me like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, <clears throat> where C.S. Lewis has this beautiful kind of, it's, it's almost more like a poem in some ways where, um, God is is coming into um, this man's home, and it's this beautiful reflection on um, 
God kind of coming in and tearing down some walls and mm. uh, it, uh, pushing things about in ways that are a little bit uncomfortable. And it essentially culminates in this um, moment where he says, here, you thought that he was building a nice little cottage, um, but in fact, he's building a palace and he intends to dwell in it himself. Mm. And, uh, and and that image has always just really struck me, that, that story has always really struck me, that God kind of knocks on the door of our hearts but he doesn't just want to come and sit in the living room. Mm. You know, he wants yeah, to he's gonna he, move and shake. Yeah. He's going to yeah. move and shake and he wants to clean the house. <clears throat> yeah. And he, and in some ways he wants to, some places he might want to tear it down and rebuild something that's far greater than what we could have imagined. But he always knocks first, you know, yeah. he's not, he's not impolite right. in that way. And he responds to our, yes, it's that gift of our own free will to say, yes, Jesus, I give you permission with your tender, loving care to come into the door of my heart, to come into my house. And to do what it is that you desire to do in me. That's a powerful thing. Amen. Wow. I just love it because I don't know if you remember, Emily, back in the day when you first came to the diocese, you were fresh out of college. Oh my gosh, yeah. Do you remember that? The good old days. The good old days. (laughs) But isn't it just fun, Dr. Bergwald, to see how God has taken Emily through her career, Mm. where she started and where she is now? Amen. Well, you know what I mean? Amen. Because you started with youth because that was where you were in your life. Yeah. It's interesting to me to see the threads that have kind of weaved together where <clears throat> to where I am now. You know, yeah. like I, I look back at my journals from my junior year in high school and I was talking about healing of the whole person. No kidding. Yeah, I was just intrigued by like what does it mean to be well. I have a memory of me being in, oh, probably kindergarten first grade we lived out on this acreage and i remember walking around outside with an umbrella uh just on our acreage and it was raining um and just walking like laps around our Mm. around our old acreage and just pondering like i was just thinking deeply now i could call it prayer i don't know if at the time i would have recognized it as prayer Mm -hmm. but i was pondering just Mm the world i was pondering my own life i was pondering you know what it means in some ways to kind of be human and this like recognition of this desire for something that was beyond me that i was experiencing in this profoundly beautiful simple rainfall so i just have always uh, kind of been intrigued you've had an old soul so yeah yeah of an old soul and my yeah. own story and just the ways that the lord has used that so huh very exciting. Yeah, I was just sitting here listening to you talk, and I was just like, I can still remember the first time I had her on the radio. Wow. <laughs> that was like pretty... nine years ago, yeah. <laughs> which is crazy. Oh, man. That's cool. <laughs> so if you're just tuning in, we are talking with Emily Leedham. Uh, she is the executive director mm-hmm. of the Lord's Center here in Sioux Falls, and you're listening to Real Presence Live. Chris, let's take a quick break, shall we? Sounds good. We're going to go about a minute early, but that's okay. We'll be back with more Emily Leedham right after this. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. 
One of the things that's hard for us to believe, I think, any of us, is we are loved by God as if we were the only one He had to love. We are loved by God as beloved sons and daughters. And when I would pray, I try to pray from my problems, not about my problems, or from my sorrows, or from my joys, rather than about them. When I can open my heart to the Lord in prayer, that's fruitful prayer. And the scriptures help me get there, and especially the Psalms will help me get there. And just remember that there's always God listening. We're praying with Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit to a Father who desires to have us by Him every time we need Him. Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com. Find Catholic news you can trust, information about events coming up in the local area, and the latest on what's happening at the RPR Network. And don't forget that you can listen to any of our stations around the clock from anywhere in the world. Need prayers for someone or something in your life? You can submit those through our online form for the entire family to pray for. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. Online at realpresenceradio.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. I'm Dr. Chris Birdwald. And we are your hosts this morning for Real Presence Live. Thank you for tuning in and joining with us. It's been a great morning so far. We're just having a great conversation with our friend Emily Leadham from the Lord's Center here in Sioux Falls. Emily, it's been a while, but we're grateful to have you on this morning and chatting with us like we used to in the old days. Oh, for goodness sake. Always good to be back. Stop. (laughs) He's just jealous. You make it sound like it was forever ago. It was nine years. It was before I had children. That does make it feel like forever ago. But it's good. It's good. (laughs) No, but it's always a gift to come back, and, and especially now just to... In my new role, you know, I haven't been on as much. Um, I used to be a regular co-host with you. And mm-hmm, so, yeah, mm-hmm. in my new role, I just haven't had quite that amount of space. So it's just a good, good yeah, joy to come a, back. A new chapter. So we started at the very beginning chatting a little bit about leisure. And I was talking about how I was feeling like I don't know if what I'm doing is appropriate. And I was feeling guilty about my leisure time. So mm-hmm. can you give any insight mm-hmm. on proper leisure mm-hmm. and what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Man, I feel like I need Joseph Pieper's book right in front of me <laughs> right now for this conversation. Um, first of all, if, if I can just maybe take one step back, uh, part of my interest in the uh, in what is leisure, what is helpful leisure, what is authentic leisure, has been my interest in what is human flourishing. And so in my role as, as the executive director of the Lord's Center, we are deeply uh, passionate, concerned about, uh, attentive to what does it mean to just really be authentically human. Sure. And one of the uh, observations that I think we all could probably name and recognize um, culturally right now is that uh, 
as humans, we have a strong tendency to distract ourselves <coughs> and to numb ourselves. Amen. And so when we are dealing with working with human people, and I shouldn't say dealing with persons, but as we're working with people um, at the Lord Center and beyond and just in my own kind of curiosity about these things, um, one of the observations that I think is really apparent is just the ways that in our own discomfort with our own humanity, we, uh, we tend to distract or in our own overwhelm with our work, our schedules, our busyness, our families, our commitments, our community, whatever, right? What do people always say? Yeah, we're busy. How are you? We're busy. Yeah. Yep. How, how are you guys? We're busy. Yeah, yeah. just busy. Um, in our overwhelm, I think we, we are grasping for things that are going to restore some sort of like calm, some sort of peace, mm-hmm. some sort of comfort to our own discomfort. And the things that we most often gravitate towards are those things that are really easy to gravitate towards and that we think are going to give us kind of a mind numb. Chicago right? Fire, yeah. I mentioned that show before. Okay, totally. You have to, you have to, you have to go back and listen to. You have to go uh, back. I was like, like "Squirrel, I, what happened?" <laughs> You're right. That's Chicago. Oh, a TV. It's a TV right. show. It's right. a TV show. Okay, gotcha. So we, but we do this right, and 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 I'm and I really I want to be very careful that we probably won't go into to naming. Here's authentic leisure. Here's not authentic leisure sure. because I think it it really does look different for different people at different times. But there are, go ahead. Go ahead. No, please go ahead. There, but there are, so what we, what, what Heather and I talked about a little bit is if you're intention, the key, intention, intentionality. Yes. So I'm reminded yes. as you were talking to me, oh, I remembered Dr. Michael Naughton from St. Thomas several years ago. He was at a conference here in Sioux Falls and he talked about the difference between leisure and amusement. Yeah. The, and amusement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yep, A is that. the absence uh, amusement. So the absence of amusement. musing. So if it's just totally, totally like superficial, I want to distract myself, numb myself. Yeah. That's worth, that's not authentic leisure. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then, but the, yeah, for some, so I'm. I, I was telling Heather, I'm reading uh, a scary book right now, a Dean Koontz novel right now. As my, can you leisure. picture Bergwald reading a Dean Koontz book? That's funny. Uh, <laughs> she's watching Chicago Fire. <laughs> you might be planting flowers in the garden over the weekend. All of those things can yeah. be authentic leisure. Yeah, yeah. So I think one of the the easy examples that I can point to in my own life, and and that's probably pretty um, common for a lot of people, is. Uh, the ways that we grab our phones mm, to yeah, no numb. So whether we pull up um, a social media app, a game app, a Wordle, whatever it is, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, yep. like without intention, um, I think it really becomes a numbing technique, a coping technique. Um, I, I I always want to be careful because I think that there are some people that can actually use their phones to leisure well at certain times. Um, I think it's very How difficult do you know? to do. I How think do you it's know? very difficult to do. Um, I think it's I think it's the intentional choice. So I have a I have a friend that is very very active on social media. Um, they really view it as like a mission place for them, mm-hmm. but it's also their creative space. So this isn't what he does for a full-time job or anything like that, but his, like, he loves creating storytelling, sharing, you know, that kind of thing. I don't know that I would say he he thinks that's 
or he would call it leisure for himself. But I do think that it's done with intention and I think it brings him life. And I think it's a creative, it's a creative outlet. He's actually like working to create something. So, um, again, I think that's, that's pretty rare that that's somebody's leisure. But Chris, I love that you're the amusement, um, yeah, the amusement versus what was the other authentic leisure. leisure. I think that's such a beautiful way to describe it. Um, and that doesn't, yeah, it doesn't mean that authentic leisure is not quote unquote entertaining or like it's, it's actually in itself, I think is meant to be playful to a certain extent or restorative is the best word that I can use. Um, I don't know. I just I think that there's a way to do it really well, and I think that we often lack intention right. in in how we leisure, and then we end up feeling more tired. We end up yeah, feeling totally. more overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, we okay. I'm just going to watch a show, and then five episodes later, we actually just feel discomfort because that's our conscience saying this isn't good for you. This isn't what you need. This what you actually need is a walk. What you actually need mm. is a big glass of water on, on your front porch. Yeah. What you actually need is a great conversation with a friend. What you actually need is exercise. What you actually need is to create something, to plant something, to draw something, to build something. I mean, that, my husband's ideal leisure, and I can see it in him, is when he has an hour to putz in the garage and build something. Hmm. He's a craftsman. Um, it's... It's so fun for him. It's time for his mind to kind of be put to work in a new way. And I can literally see his mood, his energy elevate in that process because it's so authentically leisureful leisure. It's authentic leisure for him. Leisurement. When you started, the thing that still is striking me from when you started off, you talked about how we distract ourselves because of how busy we are and yet not for all of us and even for many of us not all parts of our life but so much of the busyness is also Mm -hmm. self-induced so we choose to get in the hamster wheel Mm -hmm. and then when we we get tired of that then we're looking for the thing to numb us Mm -hmm. so we turn to that thing but it's all like why are we doing this because in all of it we're trying to distract ourselves Mm -hmm. from something um You've, Emily, if has heard talk before, maybe Heather, you too as well. Um, Pascal, Blaise Pascal's line, uh, the, the greatest problem is man's inability to stay in his room by himself alone. Just to, to be with ourselves and with our God and not doing anything, and that freaks us out. Yeah. Uh, Peter Crave, sort of commenting, riffing on Pascal, talks about how um, uh, we're so busy because we want to mm-hmm. be. Because yes. we're afraid of what we will, quote unquote, see if we quiet ourselves. Yeah, we have a, a group, Catholic Women's Professional League, and we just started, um, well, not just, eight months ago, started to go public and having public meetings. And one of the, <clears throat> the speakers we had, we were talking about how much of your own stress and anxiety are you causing yourself? Right. I mean, mm-hmm. really? Are you your biggest em- enemy? Mm-hmm. You know? And most of the time we are. Mm-hmm. The other thing, Emily, that I found when I was listening to you is that maybe some of us think leisure is one thing, you know, like literally you think of leisure and you, I physically think about sitting down and reading or doing, you know, Mm -hmm. but leisure, I'm starting to think maybe we need to get a little bit more creative. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like Thank the you. walk or, or the example of her husband, Matt, in the, in the garage. Yeah, because my leisure, now that I'm listening to Emily explain this, is like, this sounds crazy, but like I'm at the mustard seed. <clears throat> my favorite thing is to take apart an entire shelf and put it back together. Hmm. Destroy it and mm-hmm. put it back together because I'm very visual and I'm very creative and that mm-hmm. makes me very happy. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, in my mind, I thought leisure meant sitting. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's a very American vision of what relaxation is. Yeah. You know, I I think because of the kind of productivity mindset, um, we think the opposite of that is kind of a sitting and doing nothing sort of thing. Yes. Um, But but I'm I'm curious if you guys, what your thoughts are on this, I guess. I think for the last maybe three decades ago, let's say. There was such a productivity mindset in in America. Now, I'm not so sure that that's the case anymore with some of our younger generations that are coming mm. up. I actually think with like a growing sense of, dare I say, entitlement or <clears throat> um, at times laziness, uh, I wonder if it has shifted a little bit mm. that uh, – that that what leisure looks like for the next generation is actually going to look a little bit different just because mm. what their baseline is is so different. I don't know. Do you know what I – and that's totally a theory that's not been backed by any sort of anything. But it is kind of mm. just this observation that I see. Like the, so what do you does, see? Does the 18-year-old leisure look different than the 60-year-old leisure, not just because of the age, but because of the generational differences, where the 60-year-old has really grown up in in an America where you are so productivity-driven mindset, um, and our younger generations having pushed back a little bit against that productivity. Um, it's like we've done a pendulum swing maybe, to the opposite. I don't know. I don't know. And, and therefore, does leisure look a little different for them? Ought it look a little different? Wow. It probably does. So here's my question, but we're not time. Not going to have time for you to go real deep. With we should this, have had her in an hour ago. What do you see? <laughs> what are you seeing that um, leads you to think that we're not that there's been pushback against the productivity mindset? Um, that I have to harp on my 19 year old to do everything. No, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, I that's think, the beverage you've been 19. Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, I think COVID highlighted this the best mm. in. And we're seeing now the great resignation <laughs> that that people, um, especially young generate young younger people, are saying, "No, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. You know, I'm not. Yeah, hmm. there's other options. Um, I'm not going to hustle like that hmm. in a way that I used to. Yeah, I don't know. Yep. And that's and that's broad generalizations. And there's a whole lot of young people that work super hard. You know, I'd hopefully put myself in that category. Um, but, yeah, I just I, – I don't know. I see a it, shift. Yeah. I, I think there is a shift for me. I'm, I'm susp- I, I feel like it's more of a shift in – I think there's still productivity. It just looks a little bit different. Sure. But yep. Interesting. Yep. Lots of things to think about. Thank you, Emily, for joining us. Absolutely. We should have had guys. you for a whole hour. Oh, it's just fun to catch up. And, it is. Yeah. And, and hopefully, as, as listeners are, are pondering some of this, I think entering into summertime is a perfect time to ponder mm-hmm. ponder this. How do I be well? How do I leisure well? Especially this summer. I love it. 
Thank you so much. And give out the website for the Lord's Center so people can check out the great things you're doing. Yeah, it's the lordcenter.com. Lords like Lords France, not like the Lord of the Universe, uh, the lordcenter.com. Perfect. Emily Leadham, thank you so much for joining us today. You bet, guys. All right. got to take a quick break. When we come back, Father Kevin Stolt will be with us, and he's going to share with us the men's spiritual exercises coming up in Mankato. So stay tuned. More Real Presence Live right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 